Hey, welcome to Happy Hamstrings. This is Julie Brown. I am the yogi with the mostie, the hostess with the mostest, and I am running an independent business. I am a certified fitness professional operating in Alabama and USA. So just to catch you all up, I have about a 100 hours of pre-recorded lectures, maybe 90 hours of pre-recorded lectures, and then a test to take, and then I'm done with my 300-hour training. Often I am stopping to spin off and study some psychology topics on my own. Now you're maybe asking yourself, why would you stop and study psychology? Well, I cannot have a good yoga practice if I don't understand mental health. Having good mental health is a key element of having a good physical health practice. Because if you're working out for the wrong reasons, you're not going to stay in that zone. And it's quite hard to maintain this kind of a lifestyle if you're not in the right headspace for it. So the first thing I've studied this week was catastrophizing. So if you think everything's a catastrophe and it happens a lot, you might be catastrophizing. Now this is a pattern I learned while I was growing up by watching others do it, take something small and make it big or blow something out of proportion. So the best way to deal with this, if you're catching yourself catastrophizing or making a big deal out of little things, First of all, you can identify it, right? Just take a step back. Take one moment to look at yourself through the lens of the observer from outside of yourself. And then identify if you're actually doing that. Second, breathing exercises to stimulate the vagus nerve. That's really helpful to help you with anxiety or if something seems overwhelming maybe. Just give it a try. The other thing I have studied this week intensely is the narcissistic personality disorder. This often goes hand in hand with, if it's not someone you know, you may be seen it happen. The personality traits of narcissistic personality behavior would be someone who has no empathy. They feel no empathy. They hurt people repeatedly and lie. They frequently lie about things and they don't really feel sad for anything they do to anybody, and they only care about themselves. And when put in situations, they make themselves, they make themselves into the victim, really. And so the other thing I'd never heard of until this week is something called love bombing. Like they bomb you with love. And so maybe in the beginning, this happens, after, actually this happens not just in relationships. People do this with jobs too, now don't they? Like you get that new job, and you move into the office, and maybe you put a lot of effort in and you think that's the best job ever and really and truly you're putting the effort in genuinely but as the years wear on maybe you don't really care for that job so much it becomes monotonous or you don't like it something about it doesn't motivate you and you start to put in very little effort but when this happens in a relationship it's quite um, traumatic to the other partner so like love bombing to manipulate is some, something quite, quite similar to when a cult looks for their victims to take them in. They really, really, really love that person who's going to join the cult. And they sucker them in with all the lies and all the stories. And then they really obviously don't love them. They just want to use them for something of their convenience. Another, um, another symptom of narcissistic personality disorder is when someone is like a big, giant, grown baby and everything turns into like where they make you feel like it's your fault and they just talk to you like a child instead of communicating like an adult. 
be careful and be wary of getting, if you're in the situation or getting in the situation, be wary of how much you take because you're worth more than taking something like that. And it often goes hand in hand with people who have addiction. If they have addiction issues, maybe they are trying to find some normalcy either by the codependent leaning on to this narcissist or maybe they're just trying to cope with their own insecurities with this narcissistic personality disorder. In any case, they may not even know that they're doing it. Uh, some, most, in most cases, in fact, they don't know they're love bombing. And that means just love, love, love. And it's only the minimum effort just to sort of get someone roped into the relationship. So I would say be very careful of what, what you put up with. Because this is quite common. And with the lockdown time, I find a lot of people are they're in situations. It's harder and harder for them. So just stop and take a moment to identify it. And then maybe even start journaling your thoughts, right? Like, what can you do? What steps can you take with a five-year goal or a one-year goal? So it's not about just identifying the problem. Find what helps you to cope in the best and healthiest way. So don't use alcohol and don't use drugs to cope. Find uh, either therapy, talk therapy, yoga therapy, or breathing exercises or maybe uh, for me you can probably hear the water for me the therapy is just a swim my therapy is sun and swim that is really all I need to to bring myself back to like homeostasis when we're in normalcy so if you're feeling stressed out or if you're feeling like something's not going right instead of lashing out or codependent or anything like that or making yourself the victim do what makes you feel normal and choose something healthy, choose something positive. Today would have been my father's birthday, actually. Um, today is June the 25th, and my father's birthday was June the 25th, 1944. And even though it's been a long time since I've had my father, I think about him quite often because he taught me a lot. And I don't want to speak ill of my father. However, there were some of these, um, the isolator personality things. There were some of these isolator things and a few of these knee-jerk reactions of the narcissistic personality. Even though I wouldn't say my father was like a narcissist at all, I would say that he had some of these traits. The manipulative traits. Not like... I mean, he would put us down, but it wasn't like he was doing that while he was sober. My dad really did the very, very best he could with us. He grew up in a very rough situation. He was one of four. Um, and he had a half-sister that was like kind of an awkward situation for the whole family. And, yeah, it seemed like that this, this whole stressed-out situation, whatever we are dealing with and whatever I'm dealing with, we learn these patterns, whether it be making ourselves the victim, whether it be coping with using alcohol, whether it be coping with something unhealthy. We learn these habits. We learn these patterns. So it's time, if you're doing that, or if someone is treating you poorly, 
I'm putting this out there because I want to inspire you to rewrite your story. You have the right to say no to spending time with anyone. Your time is your own. You can be sitting out outside but you know by the lake whatever you want to do it's really up to you how you spend your time to an extent some of us have responsibilities that cannot be avoided however be careful of being the people pleaser personality as a strategy because you'll find yourself often looking around and saying well I do all this and no one's done anything for me but don't put that on them you could have put you could have just put it on you. This is something that I said to one of the other yoga students. I was in a Zoom lab lecture and someone wanted to kind of blame the teacher for not reacting to something. Well, it's not the teacher's job to react to something that happens to you. It's your job. Like it's your job, it's your responsibility. You're your own boss. You can't have a bad day and then blame your yoga teacher because she didn't react the way you wanted her to react for a situation. It's time for us to step up to the plate, right? And like take responsibility, not just for ourselves, but for every bit of our actions. Because we only get so much time and every, every single breath that you're getting right now, I'm telling you, it is a blessing and that's my goal. My whole dharma, my life's work, is I'm here to share the word with you that you have a choice and you can make your day great. Let's close out with just a few deep breaths and just fill up your lungs with air and think of it as a cleansing breath. Check in with the capacity of your lungs. Breathing slowly. And now think of three people that you're super grateful for. What makes you happy? And what makes you feel grateful? You're already complete. There is no separation. That is your ego. When you feel like you're having separation, remember that is just your ego. Take a deep breath in. Exhale completely. Take another slow, full capacity breath in. Exhaling it completely. I hope you move forward into your day with peace. And remember, you can get free yoga with me at the Farmer's Market. Tomorrow's the last day, June 26th. We start at 6.30 a.m. It's a 30-minute class. Please bring a mat and a bottle of water. And I will see you there. Thank you so much for listening. I would like to remind you that I'm not just set up at the Anniston Downtown Farmer's Market tomorrow for yoga. I will be there from 7 to 11 selling my arts and crafts. You can find links at yogijules.com. That's Y-O-G-I-J-U-L-Z.com. That's my website. And also catch me at Noble Street Festival on July the 3rd. I'll be there all day sharing a booth with Hamilton Creations. And he is a military veteran, so come by and support us. And make sure you support the vendors at the Noble Street Festival on July 3rd.
And in closing, I would like to say my favorite mantra. Guru Dev, Guru Dev Namo, which means I bow to the all that is. I bow to the divine wisdom within myself. I appreciate you for listening. Be the peace when you walk in. Namaste.